0: Lots of tears. Awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. You look so beautiful this morning. How many of you are going to be home for Christmas? Pastor Ben, catch it. How many are going to be home for Christmas? Yes. I'm home for Christmas. My kids are doing all the cooking. And I'm going to make a big mess and then leave their house and go to my house. (laughs) Home for Christmas. Pastor Ben, that's so exciting to do that. Amazing. It's wonderful. Well, you know, Christmas is a great time, isn't it? It's a wonderful time. It has its challenges, of course, for families at times that are separated. And, um, my mother always made Christmas very special and I miss her at this time of year. Um, I was thumbing through her Bible this past week and found this picture of myself. I must've been somewhere between eight and 10 years old and I couldn't believe how handsome I was. (laughs) Beautiful. So I put myself up on Facebook Beautiful. And somebody even said, You still look like that. So I'm all good with that. Wonderful. Well, I've been asked to speak this morning. Pastor Ben has been having a bit of a break in December, and we're glad to give him that break. We bless your family, Pastor Ben. We love you. We love your family. We love having you as our pastors. And we speak blessing over your household, over your family over the dreams that God has put in your heart, and that we're on your team. We're with you. God bless you. So today I'm going to speak, but I'm not really going to preach. Is that okay? I mean, I know that's hard to believe, a preacher that's not going to preach. I'm going to let the word preach this morning. And it's kind of like a, a homily in a way. It is Christmas. And I want to let the word speak for itself. And the title of what I'm going to share with you is the day God became a child. I know that's amazing. And John's book is where we're gonna start out. I'm gonna share a lot of scripture. I won't give you the references. Those of you who are in the Word know these references. And we're gonna just work our way through it. But John's book, John's Gospel, is considered the Genesis of the New Testament. He's the one who takes the language of the first creation and he develops it into the new creation. And unlike the Old Testament Genesis where God starts out with creating the world and making a perfect environment. And then on the sixth day, he creates man. The second Adam comes before the new creation. Do you know that God has in mind yet another creation? Do you know that? A new heaven and a new earth. And it's all realized in him. And so John describes this coming, this God coming, and describes it as the old creation being replaced by the new creation. And so let's get started, and I'll work my way through this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life. And the light was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood and the name by which he is called is the word of God. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was from the Father and was made manifest to us. Who although he was in the same form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and became and was being made in the likeness of men and was found in appearance as a man. He was in the world and the world was made through him. There is one God, one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through and for him. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Are you getting the sense that he created it all? For as the father has life in himself. So he granted the son also to have life in himself. And this is the testimony. That God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Stupendous is the word that comes to me. Stupendous. The meaning of that word is so great in scope, degree, and importance as to amaze. Extremely large in amount, extent or size, enormous, remarkable, outstanding, stunning, wonderful, marvelous, awesome, colossal, magnificent, staggering, wonderful, matchless. God becoming a child. how can the one who has no beginning and no end and called everything into existence and that nothing that is made was made without him, how can he put on human tissue and a human cell structure and cloak himself in human form? How? Now in the sixth month? the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, Gabriel said to her, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this statement and kept pondering in her heart what kind of greeting this might be. Do not be afraid, Mary. Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how? Typical woman. How can this be? She wasn't doubting it. She wasn't looking at the angel like like Zacharias did and said, this is impossible. This can't be happening to his wife, Elizabeth. She just says, how? How can this be? Since I am a virgin. How can this be? And the angel answered. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. And Mary said. Behold the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And Gabriel departed. The story goes on. Approximately nine months later, Caesar Augustus called for a census, which required everyone to return to their town of birth. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, the place of conception. To Judea, to the city of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. And it came about. You know, things come about. Whatever you're in today, just wait, be patient. Things come about. That while they were there, her due date arrived and she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him tightly in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them to stay in the local inn. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And just as the angels had told them, the shepherds found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. Somebody said, the cow said, I don't care that he's a child. He's in my food. The promised child was declared to the shepherds. But he had been declared long, long ago. In Genesis, we're told that right after the fall of man, God said the seed of the woman would be the answer and the sign to the sinful descent of man. This promise was told again and again. This promise was preserved through the flood. However we might view the flood, God preserved the seed of the woman. And then he re-promised it in Abraham and his lineage. And preserved again in Jacob and Rachel's son Joseph. His throne was established in David of Bethlehem. And when King Ahaz chose to establish the kingdom in his own strength and in his own way, Isaiah prophesied this child would be the sign of God's way of establishing his kingdom. And the Lord, it says, spoke to Ahaz and said, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. And Ahaz said, I will not. And Isaiah said, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now I can tell you, my mother didn't declare those words over me when I was born. Those are unique titles for a child, for a baby. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth, and I've underlined this word, forevermore. Wow. How? How? Isaiah says, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will conceive and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. God with us. See, the mystery of the virgin birth is that man is set aside. Man is set aside, the conception happens without him, he makes no contribution other than to agree that he will continue to see her and view her and take her as his wife. He makes no contribution. The zeal of the Lord accomplished this. The woman who represents the new creation. You see, here's the beautiful thing about a woman. Now, ladies, I want you to receive this. That God did all of creation on the sixth day. From the dust of the earth, he made a man. And he breathed into him the breath of life. And then there was a day of rest. Now the woman was not fashioned out of the man, created from the man, until the eighth day. She represents the new creation. Ladies, you have a very high place. No wonder Jesus elevated women when he came. You have a very high place. He said to Eve you and your seed. You and your seed. And God preserved that seed. He sets man aside. And Mary. No wonder she said. I'm a virgin. How can this be? God becoming a child. Wow. Can you imagine God wanting to come home? Can you imagine that that somehow is in the heart of God? That he wants to come home. He who lacks nothing, who needs nothing, has a longing to come home to be with us. And this is how he did it. Hollywood never gets it right. They do an invasion, and there's fear and trepidation. But God did it by divine revelation a manifesting of the God who has always been with us and has never left us and has never forsaken us. He is God with us. He's the second Adam, not God making man, but God becoming man. And the word that has been with us since the beginning, before the foundation of the world was laid, before the ages began, John said, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. He and he alone is divine. And he's a divine answer to our need. He and he alone is the only savior. Just as the Holy Spirit of God hovered over the waters in the first creation, he overshadowed Mary for the new creation. Mary was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. Truly, the greatest gift was when God became a child and gave himself for a lost and undeserving world. Do you know why? Because this gift met the greatest need. Do you know that every last one of us, whether we realize it or not, need a savior? We can't save ourselves. Our religions can't save us. Our good works can't save us. Nothing that we can do can save us. But we all have need of a savior. And so he met the greatest need. He revealed the greatest love. No love as anyone like this. that one who would lay down his life. For his friends. What great love God has bestowed upon us. That we might be called the children of God. He is the greatest love. And in so doing he fulfilled the greatest purpose. Of any gift that could possibly be conceived. In the heart of God. All of the Old Testament history and all of human history is summed up in this divine encounter with Gabriel's announcement to Mary when the sovereign Lord of the universe approaches his creature, made in his image, and bestowed on her the privilege of becoming the mother of the Savior of the world. As St. Paul wrote, the time had fully come. Now, Mary's response can be yours. And the Christ child can be birthed in you. I'm convinced that it's not Mary's character, though it may have been impeccable. It certainly isn't her family lineage. There's no mention of her parents. She has to actually go to Aunt Elizabeth to get a blessing from Aunt Elizabeth. There's no parents there to do it. It's not her lineage, it's not her impeccable character. It's all in her response. It's in her response. And it can be your response today. Isn't it ironic that he came into our world as a child and now invites us into his kingdom by the same means? Later in his ministry life, he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn to me from your sins and become like little children, you cannot enter my kingdom he did not send someone else. John said, it is he himself who has come into flesh. This must be taken real and serious. God, the son, really became a child, grew up to be a man. His humanity is real and complete. In him and him alone dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, declares Paul. And John himself, like Isaiah, adds forever. God is man forever. The dream of God, the heart of God, from time immemorial, he had this in his heart. It says, before the foundation of the world was laid, he was slain for us. You see, it's not plan B. Do you know that salvation is not plan B? God knew what was going to happen. And so before, in his heart, he had this plan that he would make man in his image. And then he himself would take on that image. He became man. God became a child. Mystery? Yes. But a revealed mystery. To this mystery, Mary rose in submission and obedience and said, Be it unto me according to your word. Will you respond to this glorious announcement? Will you, like Mary, say, how can this be? I don't understand it, but I receive it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world would be saved through him. This is the sign given by the Lord. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And the virgin's name was Mary, who conceived in her womb a son and called his name Jesus. He is the great and the call and the son of the most high. Do you know him? You can know him. All you need is to respond like Mary and he will be born in you. Jesus said you must be born again. And all we do is say, yes, I don't understand it, but be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Pastor Ben. I would invite you to stand with me.